What's up, everybody? Welcome to Eternal Transmissions. We've got another episode for you. Episode 12? 12. That's almost like three months if you do some math. <laughs> yeah. Hit it with a couple of divisions and a plus, and you realize <laughs> it's basically three months, which is longer than I've kept up with any hobby, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> three divisions and a plus. Yeah. Make sure you do the plus. Uh, yeah. After it's, order of operations. Yeah. It's like for sure. Three divisions, then a plus. <laughs> equals yeah it's been it's been almost <laughs> the equals could, is always last <laughs> one could say too long yeah yeah I but hate, yeah i do hate being alive we've uh we've been doing this every single week and it's been a lot of fun yeah so. we haven't skipped a week yet which i really feel like we're coming up on giving up on this forever because <laughs> we are unmotivated no way so uh let's talk about the preach yeah preach let's preach it let's preach to the choir new episode happened it was another phenomenal episode it was really good uh, I've read a lot of stuff online about people not liking it because they say the show is slow and boring. Incorrect. Um, <laughs> people are pi- stupid. Your opinions are, you know, they're they're valid. Mm. Um, they're wrong, but you are allowed. <laughs> not um, all opinions are made yeah, equal. A blessing of sentience is that you're allowed. There's, <laughs> yeah, nobody to, there's nobody to say that you can't think preacher's bad. Right. There are a lot of people to say that you're wrong, though. Right. Absolutely. So... Again, we had a lot of really solid character development and story. Like, the story was progressing really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, again, that's kind of why it freaks me out that people say it's slow. Because, like, the clip at which the story is progressing is, like, perfect. Yeah, I had... So, I, I read a little bit today on Reddit of some people's opinions. Yeah. and Because I, I was just I was just trying to find... You're allowed to like Reddit. There's no rule <laughs> saying you can't. So, I found the strangest criticism that I've ever seen in a show or, or of anything really in that the guy said or girl said, I like, I'm paraphrasing, but like, I like everything in it. I like the characters. I like what's going on. I like all the interactions, but something is just like blah, but they went on and on about all of the things that they liked about the show. And I was like, then how do you not like the fucking show? Right. Like those are those. That's just the they show. Like never, they like never mentioned one actual thing. That yeah. They, disliked. they just said like, but it's not really <laughs> like the plot's not really like going anywhere. And it's like, yeah, it is. It is. It's honestly moving faster than the books. In yeah. my opinion. Absolutely. Did you not see the, the final like two minutes of the show? Right. That's escalating really fucking. Quick. All right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. so, yeah, we're obviously going to get into some spoilers. Um, we're trying to stay away from book spoilers on Preacher, whereas with right. Game of Thrones, we pretty much just went balls deep. Yeah, I, I did see that. I read a couple different uh, recaps today, mm-hmm. and I noticed that they aren't doing that. No, no, no. They straight up are just like, oh, and in the book, these are the Adelphi. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, get after it. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. But yeah, I thought I thought it was. So, I sorry. Was, I did a bit that was actually a book spoiler, but I won't say what it is. So oh. we'll just move on. Is the, <laughs> is the Oracle at? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, solid reference. But yeah, so again, really good episode. We started off and like, and a lot of the the recaps that I kind of read look like to kind of get an idea of some other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. They uh, were on the same page as me. Jesse just really switched into like villain mode. Yeah. Like just last episode, we were talking about how he seems less kind of like gross right. than right, he right. does in the books. But in this episode, he was just being like. Yeah, a dick. It was like the as, whole. Episode. It was like as soon as Eugene was gone, he was just. It, it was like the part of him that wants to be good just shut down. Yeah. Where he so he kind of had that moment at the it. end of the last episode where he flipped out on Eugene. Mm-hmm. So we picked up on this episode right then. Right. The the pamphlet that Eugene was carrying is still falling to the ground. Right. Um. And so then Jesse kind of has like a moment of disbelief where he's like looking at the floor, and you can kind of see the realization <laughs> wash over him of like, oh shit. But then he just was like, well, gotta ignore it. Right. And so he turns around and walks off and then we pan up and we see that Cass saw the whole thing. Right. So that's great. So far off to a great start. Then, so the, he gives his sermon and he kind of has the opportunity to use the word. Mm-hmm. Not only in that he put up the loudspeaker outside in the previous episode, but also that he says to the whole congregation, serve God. But right. He doesn't use the word. Yeah. And you kind of get the implication that like, okay, so he, he's a little scared now. Yeah, he's, he's a little, little gun shy, if you will. Um, but then we immediately jump into a flashback. 
And this whole episode kind of starts to build up to why Jesse has so much guilt. Right. So we go to a flashback of we're at school, mm-hmm. we're at elementary school, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to him as Papa Custer, <laughs> uh, is in the principal's office talking to the prince, and we see um, Jesse and Tulip kind of sitting outside, and right. you get an idea immediately, like, okay, they got into some junk. They did some, <laughs> Tulip instigated something, and Jesse was like, Tulip's my friend, I'll do it too. So apparently they, they stood up to some bullies. Uh, but they just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Apparently, Tulip bit one of their nipples off. And I, I liked my favorite part of the exchange is that Jesse is like covering for like heart. It was like, an accident. Like, yeah. Like, oh, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, he, it? You, you thought you were just biting his shirt, right? And then you slipped, <laughs> which you bite a lot of shirts during fights. That's the first thing you learn about self defense is like bite their shirt so right. they, they get, they're disabled. Just get them in the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Bite them right on the shirt so that they can't move and get you. They can, you can't punch if someone's latched onto your shirt. Um, so that's going down, you know, um, Jesse's dad comes out of the principal's office and he's kind of like, you know, what the hell? And Jesse right. covers for Tulip and kind of explains like it was self-defense, et cetera. He didn't say that word for word, but that's what mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, his father's like, you know, Tulip, like, where's your mom? Oh, she's in jail. Where's your uncle? Oh, he's drunk. Okay. Well, you can come stay with us. Right. So then we go back to present day and cut right to Tulip. Mm-hmm. And she's like got her, her heels off and she's just like booking it down the street in her church clothes. <laughs> right. And you're kind of like, what's happening? So come to find out some kids like stole her drunk uncle's pants and she's like chasing them down on foot. They're all on bikes, but she catches them and like gets his pants back. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of have like a really like a moment of like feeling for Tulip and also kind of learning more about her character in that like she goes and she's trying to like care for her like uncle who's like so hammered that she like he's just on the steps like passed right. out. Right. She can't like move him or anything. He got his pants taken and didn't even know. So that was a, a pretty cool scene. It was really short and succinct, but mm-hmm. it had a lot. It was really powerful. Yeah. Um, but then we cut straight back to church mm-hmm. and Cass, it puts Jesse on blast. <laughs> He's like, so I totally just saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw what you did to, to Eugene. And Jesse kind of tries to play it off. Right. And then we see that Emily's watching and I don't know if she heard, but yeah. I feel like if you heard someone say to Jesse, I saw what you did to the kid. With no context, right. after everything that's been going on, she was already kind of like questioning him. Right. You'd be real like, what in the fuck are they talking about? But <laughs> she just was like, okay, we're moving on. Right. Uh, so then Tulip shows up. She's got a bunch of groceries. I guess she's going to cook dinner for everybody. And her and Cass have like a weird, creepy interaction because he's such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I actually really liked that though. <laughs> it was a great scene, but the part when he's like, oh, we, we made love. Oh. Uh, it was like Scott's tots. <laughs> I was like, don't say made love. Yeah, and no. she laughed, and I think everyone watching the show laughed. Oh yeah, but yeah. it was. It I, was got a, I got a good. I got a good chuckle out of it. Um, solid bit, Cass. But yeah, then so he kind of like goes into like you know, um, Jesse can like make people do things with his words, and she's like, not me. And he's right. like, you'd be surprised. And then they kind of have like a weird like. She kind of starts being mean to him right. about like not actually being Jesse's friend yeah, and like quizzing him on things that Jesse likes. <laughs> Which and is so good. Oh yeah. Who's his favorite actor? Ryan Phillip. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Phillip. Ryan Phillip. No, it's John Wayne. John Wayne is the answer. Ryan Phillip oh, yeah. is amazing. Yep. Ryan Phillip. He was so confident too. Like, did you ever a hear the name? Did you, have you ever heard that name once and be his with you and Jesse? Why was he so confident? He's only ever read it. Why was he so yeah, confident? I don't know, but I loved it. Uh, it. It was great though. And then, and then she kind of puts him on blast too, for not actually having told Jesse that he's a vampire. Right. right. You guys are best friends, but you haven't, he doesn't know, right? He would probably hate you cause he's Jesse. Uh, and Cass is like, no, if he knew I was a vampire, he'd be fine with it. Cause we're best mates. Right. And so that was a really good scene. It's really interesting kind of seeing like the vulnerable side of Cass. I mm-hmm. felt like in, in multiple regards, one of him like being in love with Tulip and then two like, being in friend love with Jesse yeah. and it not being reciprocated mm-hmm. fully from either of them. So then we go back to another flashback and we see Jesse and Tulip at the, uh, you know, the Custer home and they're kind of like wrestling around and it turns out that his dad basically called CPS. It wasn't, it wasn't like child protective services. It was like child and family service mm-hmm. something, but basically he called right. Basically the services. same thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a moment where Tulip like he overhears him talking on the phone um, and then she like goes, uh, and she's like, um, her and her and Jesse are like in his room mm-hmm. and she, he's like kind of falling asleep and grumpy and she like makes him essentially promise that they're going to be best friends forever. Uh, and then she gets taken away by CPS and it, it, like Jesse's like freaking out on his dad and his dad's straight up like, she's no hair. 
I right. called them because she's an O'Hare and like nothing good comes from them. And it was like, it was kind of like a hard scene. Like Dude. honestly. Yeah. It was, it was like really hard. Yeah. And then like Jesse's like chasing the car down the street and that whole sequence was really, really good and really hard to watch yeah, yeah. at the same time. It, it was I, rough. Yeah. It was like the most difficult to watch scene in the show yet. Yeah. For me, they, they, they did it really well. Then, yeah, so he chases after the car, they take her away, and then we cut to Jesse at night doing his nightly prayers, uh, and he basically prays for God to kill his dad and send him to hell. Yeah. So then we come back to present day, <laughs> Jesse's being a dick again. Yeah. So there's like a, it was like a play that mm-hmm. the like church... Yeah, they were doing like a rehearsal for yeah, it. Yeah, and he was being like a dick. Yeah. Being real rude. Yeah. And then uh, Ken Cannon shows up. And this scene was, it wasn't like Scott's Tata awkward, but it felt like the tension was so high that it was hard to watch. Yeah. So essentially Ken Cannon just whips out a contract and it's like, Hey, like, here's the papers for your land to sign it over to me. Just go ahead and sign there. I had my lawyers like look over it. And Jesse's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And Ken Cannon's like, Oh, you, you lost the bet. Cause I'm not Christian. And you, the bet was that I would leave Christian and I'm not. So you owe me your dad's church and all the land. And Jesse's basically like, fuck you. Yeah. And you can tell that Ken Cannon's pissed, but he just like puts the deed away and leaves. Yeah. But it was a great scene that like the, the tension was literally like almost visible yeah. between them. It, it kept doing these really close up shots of like their face, like looking at each other and like just their eyes. And it was really solid. Yeah. It was I, really like, I really like that they're building up that sort of arch rival type right, of relationship. Right. So obviously then Jesse's like even more grumpy. Well, then we cut to the dinner scene where oh, Tulip yeah. was cooking dinner. And so it's Tulip, Jesse, Emily, and Cass, a.k.a. like Love Square. It was awkward as fuck. <laughs> so Emily's like commenting on the food. It's got like a flavor. Oh, I put vanilla extract in the hash browns. And, and it's just weird. And like Jesse's just like being silent. Well, that, and that's like, I eat weird, weird shit. I eat like weird condiments on stuff that people are like, whoa. And even me, I'm like vanilla extract in fucking potatoes is like the grossest sounding thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, well, who would think that that sounded good? And C- Cassidy's like eating a burger and it's got like 47 <laughs> liters of ketchup on it. Yeah. I actually really like, like that. Like there was ketchup. Well, yeah. Cause you condiment King. <laughs> yeah. There was like, it was like just a bun with like a, a patty made of ketchup basically yeah. just falling out of it. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I love that. He's like having some bullshit conversation like the whole time. Doesn't oh yeah. Care. He's just like ranting about the, the like Cohen brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the philosophy of Cohen brothers movies. <laughs> uh, and everybody's like, Hey, cool. It's super cool. And then the sheriff shows up. Right. And he's like, Hey, like, have any of you guys seen Eugene? He's not, he's not around. And preacher's like, Nope, Nope. haven't seen him. Never saw him once. And then Emily weirdly, like covers for me. Yeah. Well, first she rats him out. Right, right. She's like, you did see him though. Remember he like showed up and like I told you and then you went outside. And then for some reason, then she flips again and is like, oh, but I le- he left. I remember. Right. I remember seeing him leave. Yeah. And that scene was hard too because it was like Eugene's dad, the sheriff is like actually concerned for his son for like the first time in the whole show. Right, he right, actually right. has, no, you know, every other scene he had been like disdainful. Of Eugene, and then finally, it was like, "Whoa, this is something different that we than we've seen." So, yeah, very, yeah, it was it was interesting, but it was it was really cool, and it was kind of a new layer for his character. I feel, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So Emily rats him out, but then covers for him, and then the sheriff's like, "Oh, okay," and he leaves. So Jesse kind of goes outside after him, sort of, and then Cass follows him outside and just like smashes him in the nose with a fire extinguisher. So then, this was, I think, my favorite scene in the whole episode. Between Cassidy oh, yeah, and Jesse. Yeah. So Cassidy basically is just like, like, I'm sick of your shit. Like you're lying to everybody. You're not acting yourself. You have this fucking thing inside you that you're abusing and it's like changing you and it's like you're losing your mind. And you we need to just we need to get it out of you. Mm-hmm. Like the angels and all that stuff. And it needs to like you gotta get rid of it. Right. And then it was really cool because he's like basically, you know, coming for Jesse for sending Eugene to hell. Mm-hmm. And then we had this moment where He's like, you damned an innocent kid to hell. Mm-hmm. And Jesse's like, he tells the story of, right. of Eugene and Tracy. So essentially back in school, Eugene was like in love with Tracy Loach and he like asked her out and she rejected him and he shot her in the head with a shotgun and then put the shotgun in his mouth and shot himself. And so that's why she's in a coma and that's why his face looks the way it does. And Jesse's like, so I guess he's not really innocent, is he? And it was like, yeah, it was tough. It was like real tough. I yeah. was like, Dang. Yeah, it's it's just like 
that was like the worst that we'd seen because all the other times he'd just been like kind of a dick. Yeah. But like now he's actually like, that's like not even power tripping. Like he's fully just, whoa, dude. Like you think that you're just the judge now? Yeah. He basically like has taken, he's power tripping like harder than anyone ever. Yeah. He thinks he's actually like God at this point. Yeah, pretty much. So then he says, it's God's plan Mm -hmm. for Eugene to burn in hell. And Cassidy's like, what about me? And he goes on this like laundry list of like all of his sins. What does he say? He was like fornicator. Oh yeah, he was like he was like self-obsessed, like drug addict, like fornicator with like no ambition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh yeah, and then so he tosses Jesse the fire extinguisher and it's essentially like is it God's plan for me to burn too? And he starts taking his shirt off and Jesse's like, "What the fuck is this fire extinguisher for?" And Cass is like, "It's for me." And then he steps out in the sun and he's a vampire and he lights on fire. And it was it was brutal. Yeah. That was what, what the budget that they've been they've yeah. been saving up this whole time his, was for. His skin like split open and was like <laughs> boiling and then he like fell on the ground just on fire. So then we cut straight back to the kitchen. We don't even know. We don't know if Jesse right. put him out or not. Uh, so he falls to the ground on fire and then we cut to Jesse setting the fire extinguisher on the table back with Tulip and Emily. Uh, and then we had another moment of Jesse being shitty. Even after that, he was still being shitty. Yeah. So Tulip is basically like, where's Cass? Uh, and Jesse kind of has like a moment of realization that she knew already. Um, and what does he say to her exactly? Well, he's like, did you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, did you know? But then like he, he starts insulting her cooking. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts like insulting the fact that she's in love with him. Yeah, yeah. And like he's like, why are you? Why did you even come back? Like, why are you even here? Right. And it was mean. Yeah. It was real mean. Yeah, it was. And then she storms off. And then Emily tries to help him. And he fucking runs her off too. Yeah. So she's like, you know, like whatever's going on, you can tell me like, it'll be okay. Like ever since you came back, I've, I've believed in you. I've had faith in you. And he's just like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, damn Jesse. So he ran everyone off. He's yeah. alone at the table. Uh, and then we get the final flashback, which is uh, Papa Custer telling Jesse to like hide under the bed. And then the door gets kicked down and two men come in and beat the shit out of him with baseball bats. And then they grab Jesse and they take him outside and they basically make Jesse watch them shoot his dad in the head. Yeah. And he says it. He's like, uh, he starts crying and his dad is kind of like, hey, Custers don't cry. Like, oh, Custers don't cry. We fight. Right. And then Jesse's like, I did this. Like, I prayed for you to die. And right then they shoot him. Yeah. And then Jesse starts screaming. And then you're like, oh, man, that was a that was a that was a powerful ending to the episode. But it wasn't. Yeah. So then we cut to a fucking Ken Cannon outside and at night and he's got a militia, like an armed militia yeah. with like flashlights and rifles and shotguns. Donnie's there and he's weirdly wearing like, like a, a fucking Confederate. Civil War yeah. Confederate costume. Very strange. And like they have a bulldozer and Ken Cannon's like riding on the front of a bulldozer with a shotgun and he has like a full crew of armed men <laughs> and they're all just like marching towards the church. Yeah. And that was like the final shot of the episode. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Setting up a lot for next time. Like wild, dude. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of real emotional scenes in the episode. Like it was heavy. It was heavy. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of character development slash just like revelations of their character in in the form of flashbacks mainly. And that was really cool. And I I really liked seeing, honestly, it was a lot of, a lot of Tulip's backstory. It was in this episode. Really cool. I I really liked it. Cassidy wasn't a huge player in this episode, but he had some really good parts. And the few parts that he did have were really good. Yeah, absolutely. That last, that last scene where he just erupted in fire was rad. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one. I I love this show. Yeah. It's it's so, so, so good. Um, so that was episode seven, right? I thought it was six. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Seven with the pilot. Yeah, Yeah. Six. Six plus one. So I'm guessing we have three left or does the pilot not count towards the 10? I have no idea. Well, either way, we have like three or four episodes left. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Especially if, you know, this Ken Cannon is at the church now mm-hmm. and we still have a few episodes left. Yeah. What's going to happen there? I feel like that megaphone's about to come in handy. I feel like he's going to be like, kill each other. <laughs> yeah. That's no, too easy. There's, the, it just keeps showing the megaphone yeah it, it like keeps bringing oh, yeah. it back that i'm like you're gonna use your voice with the megaphone at oh yeah point. so one cool thing that i wanted to throw in that that I, I just saw when we were researching today so apparently one of the writers for this show for preacher was one of the writers in breaking bad and specifically he was the guy that he he came up with the idea in breaking bad to use the the like the pink bunny Oh, okay. And so there's some speculation, might be completely wild speculation online, but there's speculation that, you know how it keeps showing the mascot? Yeah. Yeah. I read that too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's saying that like, they think that he was the one that was like, let's do this mascot thing. And like, so it's going to be there and it's going to be showing like 
something. It's going to be hinting at something. Right. I don't know what that something is, but that mascot keeps fucking showing up. And I'm like, there, there's no sense. It's West Texas. You don't just walk around with a goddamn mascot suit on. Yeah. It's like so we didn't, degrees we didn't reference it, but earlier in the episode when Tulip is on the front porch with her uncle, she's trying to help him. People are like kind of walking by and scowling and scoffing. And one of them is the mascot. And he like looks at her and like shakes his giant mascot head. Yeah. Kind of disdainfully. Um, but yeah, he has, the mascot has kept showing up. Uh, and there's a real wild fan theory online about the mascot. Um, so read it if you want to yeah. or don't. We'll see. But it's pretty cool. And then also I saw something really cool that someone caught is that in the last episode or two episodes ago now, the, the tattoo that was on Jesse's back mm-hmm. was that exact tattoo was on the arm of the dude that shot his dad. Interesting. Yeah. So I have no idea, but yeah, it's the exact same one there. I saw still frames. That's wild. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice it either. Yeah. It's fully, it's like, like he put his arm out and there's like a tattoo right there on his arm. And it's like a, it looks almost like, like a sheriff star or something. Hmm. With like a horseshoe, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's the exact same one that was on his shoulder blades. Okay, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Uh, so I wanted to, to uh, talk about Mr. Robot season two for just a second. Yeah, Mr. Robot, so, we yeah. got you into it. Yeah, so I just got to watch Mr. Robot season one. Uh, I just got into it. I know I was a little late to the party, which I usually am with TV because I'm not super, super up to date with TV ever, basically, except for select shows like Game of Thrones, Preacher. Yeah, it's sometimes, most of the time he doesn't have the time to like binge a show, but every once in a while I'll be able to like badger him enough <laughs> until he'll find it. And then it's it's usually I reserve it for shows that are so good that yeah. I know that he will just watch it all in yeah. like a week. Yeah. And there, and there are some shows that I don't need prodding like Daredevil. So anyway, I, I ended up watching the entire thing, I think in a week. Yeah. Maybe maybe a week and some change, but yeah, I loved it. Anyway, I wanted to talk about this because, it, and we'll talk about it more when it rolls out. So probably next week. Yeah. But uh, on Sunday, which is really really neat, th- this is so so cool for for anyone that hasn't seen the show. It's it's about hacking, but it's not like corny hacking like that's in most Hollywood slash TV yeah, show. It's pretty low key and pretty well researched. Yeah. It doesn't feel hokey like hackers or anything like that. It feels yeah. it feels pretty believable yeah like most of i mean i'm not a hacker or anything to know too much about it but most of it's like like real hacking yeah, like yeah. if you, you if you look into it they've done a lot of research to make it believable and realistic yeah it's, but it's really cool because they do make references to like hacker culture and everything right. so and, th- and this is really cool what they did they did like kind of a publicity stunt for season two debuting because this is kind of a sleeper show there's not you know kind of like preacher there's not a hell of a lot of people that are like super super into it but it's awesome, and it got some awards for last season, and I, I hope that it keeps doing well. But anyway, what they did, it was really neat. But on Sunday evening, three days early before the season two premiere, there was supposed to be like a live Q&A on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, with the cast. And they, you know, kind of in canon, like hijacked the the transmission. Right. And they they stuck like just the first hour of season two in this, in this broadcast. Yep. And they were just like, oh, yeah. And then you can also like get it on like YouTube and a couple of other streaming services like USA, USA, USA had it. But that's so cool. I just I loved the idea because it, it does so perfectly fit with like the ethos of the show. Right. Yeah. They, they've done a lot of viral marketing for season two. Um, I saw another thing where their Facebook page just like suddenly popped up a timer on a live video. Uh, oh, this, really? This was last week. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a timer just popped up. And it was like two or three minutes and it counted mm-hmm. down. And then when it was over, the the guy from F Society with the mask like came out and like gave like a propaganda speech. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they've done a few other things. Like they had that video that came out with um, Tyrell. And, right, right. Um, I saw that one. Tyrell and Elliot uh, like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah, doing a lot one. of viral marketing for this show. And it, it it's viral marketing is cool most of the time. Right. But it's so appropriate. Yeah. It's perfect for the show, for, for everything that they do. It's it's all about like doing like the absolute cusp of, of technology and really embracing, pushing the envelope. And so it's really neat to for the marketing team for this show to step outside of the box and do those same kinds of things. It's rad. It also makes me want to play Watch Dogs 2 more. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> it definitely kind of makes you want to do that. Yeah, like it's funny because nothing I, else could. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think it looks rad, but but yeah, I it, it's funny because I was pretty pumped up about Watch Dogs 2, and then I watched Mr. Robot, and I like 
tremendously more want to play Watch Dogs 2 now. Yeah. Which is really funny for me because they, they're they almost nothing similar. To be fair, you were also really excited about Watch Dogs 1. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so it might fly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my hopes down until you come up to me and, and are like, <laughs> I played it and it's good and you should play it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to be the guinea pig here? Yeah. I like it. But yeah, it's, it's funny because Watch Dogs is like the opposite of you know in in the hacking in like the realism right right right. it's 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 a video game yeah it's it's fully just like you can hack anything and you don't have to do any work you can hack this like the side of a building and put boobs on it yeah just look at it and then type things into your phone and it's hacked whereas in the show they it's not like that no it's like it takes like well, it, it, yeah, it takes a whole season to hack something. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's that's about as much about the show as we'll be able to talk about until the season two actually comes out. But it's real soon. Tomorrow. I yeah. Think. Fired up about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be fucking cool. So sliding on over to science and technology. Uh, when I say sliding, I do mean like sliders. Right, right. With a TV um, remote. But you, you knew that. <laughs> I did. I was going to make a bit. Yeah, we opened up a portal with a TV remote and we fucking John, John Reese Davies on in. Um, I wanted to talk about this because it's sort of related to things we've talked about in the past. And again, it's pretty hard for us to go a day without talking about like post-humanism and zero scarcity, you know, utopian future Star Trek world. But and I had mentioned last week, just kind of off the cuff, um, companies who are working on growing meat in a lab. Uh, well, I read a thing today about a company called Modern Meadow. Uh, they're a startup who just raised like $53 million for this project, but they're going to start using biofabrication to grow leather. Which is awesome. Yeah. So they're actually going to start growing leather. And because they have such like, you know, fine control of the like growing and the designing and the assembling the collagen, it, they grow it without any hair or any fat. So it's just skin and you don't have to do any of the like dangerous chemical processes so not only are you not having these these massive cow farms mm-hmm. and you're not having to slaughter these animals just to make couches out of their skin but you're also reducing the pollution that it that it creates the right. byproducts all of the waste and everything and like in and of itself you know that's that's you know multiple layers of like awesome benefits for humanity Absolutely. but again it just it's a small step towards where we need to be. Yeah. And that's why I'm interested in it. Yeah. Really at, cool. at its most base level. Mm-hmm. Let's move towards, you know, there's all these, like, I'm not going to label them in any sort of political or religious groups, but there's all these people who are against this kind of thing because they mm-hmm. think it's wrong to grow meat in a laboratory, but that's such an antiquated way of thinking. Right. And you shouldn't let your personal beliefs essentially dictate the course of humanity. Right. Right. Especially when it's impacting us in such a negative regard. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's what bothers me about it is, and we've touched on this before is, is like, I get it. You can think any way you fucking want to think as we talked about earlier in this, in this same episode, it's, you can have opinions. Yeah. You, like you're entitled to your opinion or whatever, but not all opinions are made equally. You know? And so some people's opinions are fucking bad opinions. And yeah. that's how I feel about it is like when these people go, you know, oh, we shouldn't be, you know, playing God, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, uh, you know, and making like fake meat or whatever. And it's like, okay, it's cool. So instead, what we should be doing is just killing and butchering animals for funsies. Yep. Willy nilly. And then the yep. only way that we can do this is to also do it with all of these harmful fucking chemicals. And then we just have to dump that somewhere. Yep. Or... We cannot stand in the way of progress, not progress or progress's sake, but actually trying to fucking accomplish something, yep. a, a meaningful goal here in a multitude of arenas, you know, eliminating waste and also not having to make something die. Right. Something whose sole purpose and point in life was to be bred and then killed so that you can have a jacket. Yep. Now someone can just throw some shit in a petri dish and zap it, and then it comes out a jacket, and you can just they put can that on. Grow infinity jackets. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be better for you? I don't know. Like that's such a fucking disconnect. Yeah, it is. It's wild. It's like no, something should die instead. Well, because again, I don't. Let's just say that some people think that cows were created specifically <laughs> for us to eat and turn right. into, into to jackets. Right. Right. Created. <sighs> Anyhow. Uh, it's very cool. Again, it's a very incredible step towards progress. And I read that 
with the money that they made, it's enough money for them to go ahead and buy and open a factory in Brooklyn, which is where they're based. And they're, right. they're, they're going to be producing this like imminently. That's awesome. This is not like one of those science things that we talk about. That's like 10 years away. Right. Right. This is like a year away. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah. And apparently it's biologically identical to leather. Yeah. I read that. And, that, and that's so cool. The, the, and you touched on it a second ago, but that's so cool to me. Like, it doesn't have follicles. It doesn't have like the skin residue. Yep. Etc. They're just growing perfect, real <laughs> leather. It's leather. It's real and it's right. perfect. That's and they're so just going to cool. grow it and hand yeah. it out. And, uh, just a little bonus thing. That same company, modern meadow. Mm-hmm. They're also growing meat. Yeah. I saw that, that. And that's so cool as well. Cause I was like, yeah, absolutely. Just, just hit both of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just go, go after two, wholly different markets, but with the same tech. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Diversify. I they love have, it. They have all the same benefits and they have additional unique benefits. Yeah. I, I fucking love hit it. me with it. Yeah. Do you know how soon I would be willing to eat like a steak that was grown in a lab? Five minutes ago. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I never had the qualms. I, I never understood that. Like when people, when that, when this first started coming out, I remember people were like, Oh, that's so gross. Like you would eat like this mystery meat. It's like, well, first and foremost, I eat hot dogs. So I'm already <laughs> eating mystery he's meat. A, he's a big hot dog fan. Yeah, let me tell he, you. Huge hot dog guy. So yeah. <laughs> so I would, yeah, I wouldn't like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is weird about that. To it's, me. it's just the way that people's brains have been trained. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just that they have been enculturated to think that that is unnatural. And I guess, yeah, like from what we are used to, that is unnatural. Yeah. But if you just think about it on paper and you think about something being born just to be slaughtered, just to feed you. And on top of that, most of them don't even do that. Most of them just get thrown away. Yep. Thrown away. They're, they're basically like tortured and abused (laughs) and like wait, like so much of it goes to waste. Yeah. That's the, that's the part that fucks with me. If 100% of the animals that are born and raised and slaughtered for food were eaten, I would, I would feel a lot better about it. But when you look at the actual statistics of how much of it absolutely is just fucking thrown away, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Mind boggling is actually the exact words I was going to use if you hadn't said it. Like actually. Yeah. It doesn't Um, make any sense. Or mind bottling if you prefer. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's terrible and this is cool. And you know what? Some of you are going to be starving to death when there's no cows left and I'm just going to be eating my fucking space steak. And that's y'all are going to be eating fucking gruel that came out of a fucking Lex teat, <laughs> a bowl of snot. Oh, and I'm going to be eating teats. a fucking steak that came off a tree. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. So in a completely different avenue, but oh, also yeah, let's just fucking jut. Let's let's shunt. In a completely different avenue, I found this thing today that's so cool. And what it is, it's the website. They might have an app too, but it, but I did the the website and it's really cool. It's called teleport.org. And what it is, is a very simple service that takes your interests from a this very... Sounds like you're doing an ad. It seriously <laughs> sounds like they were like, hey, do you, we talked about our website. <laughs> that Sorry. didn't happen. But if you want to pay me teleport.org, let me know oh, and yeah. I'll fucking, I'll take a fucking space take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, so what it is, is, yeah, it's, uh, it's this website you go to, you can sign up with like Facebook or just your email, a couple other things yeah, like Google. Twitter and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And really simple. And then you just select basically your priorities for a living area. What, if you were to move like right now, what criteria would you prioritize is basically all it asks. And then it just aggregates a, a fucking list for you of like cities all over the world. Yeah. And it's fucking dope. And then from there, you can actually go further into it and set certain things as higher priority than other things. And then it'll it'll fucking like retaliate for you. And then there are even more options that you can then add to it. Right. Refine it even further. It's yeah. where it's like this is objectively where you need to be living. right Yeah. Now. Which is so, 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 so cool to me. And it even breaks down like you can put in like how much money you make and then it'll tell you like how much money you would save by living in this place. It'll even break down like how much money you would make on average in the same career in those countries. Right. And then compare it to the cost of living, the like average rent there. It even breaks down. So each, each section that you choose, what your priorities are, 
for each individual city that it recommends, it'll it'll show you the exact percentage of like the value of what that yeah. that factor, I guess, would right, be right. in that city. Like the criteria. Yeah, yeah. So it's broken down so you can even see like the minutia of each specific thing that you care about. Yeah. And how much that city matches you in that regard specifically. Yeah. And then and then from there you can actually click on the cities and it'll go all into the details of what the city is and what it has, the types and, of jobs they have, like yeah. what the what like the society's like, like what what yeah. is acceptable, like yeah. how free is it? Can you like be tattooed? Yeah, and it's really oh yeah, and that and that's what I was gonna say is it's it's so cool because of course like some of the things are gimmies, you know, like job opportunities, right. low and, cost of living, yeah, and like the size of the city, medium sized city, small size city, large size cities, etc. But some of it is crazy, like culturally open minded, yeah, accepting of minorities. Do like, they grow steak there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can and you eat biosynthetic leather. Yeah. And so it, it, it's so, so, so cool. And I love seeing something like this because I feel like so many people just stay in an area because they don't know about stuff like this. Right. I didn't know about it until today. And it's like they don't know what cities would be good for them. They have to just like ask friends and family and fuck. Most of those people have only ever lived where you've lived. So it's like, Oh fuck. Like where, where would I even begin to go? Well, I can watch a travel channel, but they're just going to tell me about like touristy stuff. This is awesome. It like breaks down exactly yeah, what you, can you get need down in into city. like what the public transportation is like, yeah. like how fast the fucking internet is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so um, cool. Like how safe the city is. Yeah, yeah. Like if there's lots of crime or like murders, you can break it down into that and get deep yeah. into that. It's really cool. And this might be something that people have known about. I've never heard of it until today. Yeah. Um, and so if it is something that everyone knows about but us, you know what? Enjoy Whoops. listening to the last 10 minutes of the podcast. But <laughs> it's really, really cool. Yeah. it's. it's really I got neat. Copenhagen for my number one, which, I mean, I think Denmark is kind of a place that people are like, move to Denmark. It's like the best place in the world. Um, I don't think that that's objectively true. Right, and sure. I don't think that I would actually move there. Right. Um, but it does have a lot of the things that I would be looking for in like an ideal city. Right. Um, it's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's a little expensive. I got Berlin, which is really cool. I got Berlin and Singapore. Yeah. Singapore is actually my number two. That's awesome. Um, I, I really feel like Berlin suits you more than Copenhagen suits me, but whatever can't can't be perfect i went through it real quick too yeah i didn't like drill down into any of the stuff i went to the first page and was like click 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 click. i like this can i have tattoos there go (laughs) you know i I started digging deep yeah it was really it was really funny because we live in austin and i actually got austin (laughs) and in my top 10 i I don't know if i did let's see here yeah i don't remember where it was but i got it in my top 10 and i thought it was really funny but yeah it was totally totally on there and i was like well that's I guess that's not a bad thing that I already live in a city that's in my like top 10 in the How world. How many results are there? Do you know? A fuckload. Cause like I, 50 plus. Austin is like is way like, down. It's like number 50 for me. Wow. Dang. That's crazy. Oops. But yeah, what's really funny is I got almost no American cities. I had to scroll like the only other one that was in my top 10, I think other than Austin, I think like San Francisco was was in there for me and then i don't even oh yeah and then i got seattle but it was like number like 17 or something yeah my my first american city is actually birmingham and it's like number 25 wow but yeah i think uh, choice yeah all the ones (laughs) that i read through of like the top 10 um my number five which is a romanian city that i'm not going to try to say the name of right but i think that's the one that i'm actually most interested in on the list like based on the and I, again I didn't get really deep into this sure. but uh, it seems really cool so guess yeah. I'm moving to Romania we'll, we'll, I'll Skype you for the podcast <laughs> yeah let's do it I'll later it everybody click did <laughs> yeah, I hang right up now did I hang up on the podcast it's <laughs> not how that works I'm not on a phone do I gotta put another quarter in to pick it back up what's happening <laughs> anyhow click yeah All right, I I'm actually out. love that I'm going to fucking Google a fucking click noise and I'm going to throw it in here. Click. Click. <laughs> anyway. Teleport.org. Real cool. Yeah. Um, check it out. Check it out. If you're, if you're interested in actually relocating or any, or just fucking, you know, want to want to like, like me, like want to just see what would be a good fit for you. That's an awesome thing to know. So check out teleport.org. <laughs> this was not a paid advertisement. <laughs> That's two space stakes. <laughs> Oh, goodness, goodness. So, uh, getting into video games, uh, I found a game on Kickstarter that is just right up my alley Mm -hmm. to the point that I'm like jammed up about it. (laughs) 
So let me just preface this by saying the console version of this game is a stretch goal that is like double the initial goal. So I really have my fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, some of y'all need to because go it's PC only. It's PC only for right now. But if they double their goal, then then we'll get console versions. Anywho, this game is called Pray for the Gods, but it's pray like P R E Y. Uh, and it is very heavily, very heavily inspired by Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. which, for those of you who don't know, is one of my favorite games of all time. It's definitely in my top five. So when you look at the trailer for this game, and I really highly recommend you go to the Kickstarter and look at it, um, it's only like three days into the into the campaign. So it's not one of those where it'll be done by the time you listen to this, right. which we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um Watching it immediately, you'll be like, okay, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus very, very clearly. But they've added so much to it. Mm -hmm. So they describe it as a combination of the gameplay of Shadow of the Colossus, Deus Ex, DayZ, and Bloodborne, which is real wild. So you're essentially, you play a lone hero. It's a a female protagonist, and you're just kind of thrown onto this like frozen, desolate island uh, at the beginning of the game with nothing. And in that, it's like Daisy. It is a survival game. You start with nothing. You have to like craft weapons and like find clothes and find shelter and find food. But also, there's these goddamn giant monsters all over the island that you have to climb up and stab in the head. I don't know if you actually have to stab them in the head in this game. I hope so. Um, but you do. The climbing mechanic is there, and right. it's basically goddamn identical to Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also a very strong dodge mechanic, and that's where they compared it to Bloodborne. Okay. Um, so there's like a dodge roll with like, I'm assuming some iframes, which if you're not a dork, that means invincibility, invincibility frames, which is in a game when you dodge and you can't actually take damage, but maybe not. Maybe you just have to actually have the dodge skills, but man, the game is beautiful. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. So Danny sent this to me what two days ago. Yeah. And I was blown away because it doesn't look like a Kickstarter game. No, it is as pretty as a triple A title. Yeah. I would actually say at this point it might be prettier than The Last Guardian. Yeah, I know. I would say that. Yeah, and it's 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 gorgeous. It's done really well, and they've they've done a really good job because it is stylized, but in a really cool way. Right. Where it's not it's not cartoony per se, like it's not like Borderlands, right. but it is. It's definitely not like hyper hyper realistic, but it it does look incredible. And it is obviously very heavily influenced by Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> yeah. even in like art style yeah. and even in like animation. Yeah, the monsters look fucking cool. Yeah, there is one monster in the in the little video that looks almost goddamn identical to the very first monster you fight in Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> That's beside the point. Um, apparently, this survival gameplay is really intense. Every game that says that, it right. ends up not being like every game that says like the survival aspects are going to be really intense. Except it ends for that up. One. The zombie one. Which one? The one that you like couldn't play because you hated it so much because it was like so stressful. Oh, right, right. But that's not the same thing. Right, right. That was... That's survival in that just like stay alive. <laughs> this is like hunting and, mm-hmm. and crafting. Um, and they say it's incredibly intense. But again, that always gets nerfed before the game comes out. Like right. they're like, you're gonna have to drink water every three seconds that you like melted <laughs> off an icicle. <laughs> and that never happens. There's just like puddles of water laying around that you just refill your right. canteen from. Or it's annoying. It's not stressful. It's annoying. Right, right. But it's uh, it's nonlinear. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. So in Shadow of the Colossus, you had to kill all the, the gods in a very specific order. Yeah. In this one, you can go do it in whatever order you want. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Apparently, the, the map is huge. You can go into all kinds of places. Another thing in Shadow of the Colossus, there weren't really anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. It, the map was seemed huge, but everything was just like a dead end that led to right. a god. This is going to be a very large map with lots of secrets that aren't God-related, like caves with you know, secrets to discover. And uh, there's also a bunch of previous heroes that are dead all over the map. And you can find them and like take their weapons and their oh, clothes wow. to like warm yourself up and like get a new like shield or whatever. And most importantly, grappling hook. <laughs> it really is necessary for like every game that comes out now. I love it so much. I, I like any game that has a good grappling hook mechanic, I just instantly like it tremendously more. It's grappling so cool. Hook. Shadow of the Colossus with a fucking grappling yeah, hook. Yeah, off the chain. Uh, apparently, there's also limits to your weaponry. Like, swords will break over time. Oh, wow. And um, arrows are limited. But you can climb up on a, on a Colossus, I'm going to call it, and, like, pull the arrows out that you've already hit Oh, what? To, like, restock yeah. them. Yeah. But it looks really great. Um, like I said, it's only like three days in. It, their goal is is three hundred thousand dollars, and they've already made like one hundred and seventy something. So they're obviously moving at a very good pace to mm-hmm. to hit goal. And I'm hoping 
they hit console goal, which I think console goal was like five or 600,000. Yeah, I think it was so 600, somewhere 000. right around double, if not exactly double. Yeah. If it keeps moving at this pace, it should hit that goal. And then once console is confirmed, then it'll probably get a ton of console backers and probably make a ton more money. Right. But it really looks so fun. Like, uh, honestly, I know probably a lot of people listen to this and don't actually go look at any of the links that we post and that's fine. But if you, if you're interested in video games, I really highly recommend that you go check this, this Kickstarter out because it looks so cool. Yeah. And they haven't even shown like anything yet. They show like two monsters and like three and a half seconds of this girl, like running around in the snow. Mm -hmm. Oh, also you get a wolf familiar. I forgot to say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think you get multiple different pets, right? You can, I I don't know either way. I know that, I know that one of the stretch goals was like a different pet. So maybe it is just like a wolf and then there's a, there might be a different one, but Either way, either way, you at the very least get a fucking wolf pet. Yeah. Off so you don't have the horse like you had in Shadow of the Colossus, but you'd have a goddamn wolf. So fuck a horse. Yeah. Guess guess what? I like just as much, if not more than grappling hooks. Wolves? Pets in games. Uh, pets in games? Yeah. All you need now is a bee hand. <laughs> yeah, it's um, real. Throw bee hands at the problem. Yeah, yeah. But it looks great. It looks great. I'm not going to back it unless consoles get unlocked. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm how a, I feel about it. I'm a non-good PC having plebe. Yeah. Um, Same. But yeah, if, if console gets unlocked, I'll definitely be backing this oh game. yeah me too 100 percent. yeah if this goes to console i'm playing it first thing oh yeah i it's it looks incredible it looks incredible so speaking of pets in games let's talk about some pokemon pokemon go came out yeah so if you've been following the podcast we've talked about pokemon go twice already i love pokemon and it, it has a it has a place in my heart but Pokemon Go came out a few days ago, and it's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, unless you've been living under a fucking Geodude, you know about it. <laughs> yeah, so everyone is playing this game. Everywhere that I go now, I see people just walking around glued to their phones, and yeah. I know that they're slinging Pokeballs. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's it's every fucking where. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we actually just right by our apartment, uh, we, we have a Pokestop. And we went there the other night and popped a lure and I don't know what, eight people, nine people showed up. Strangers. Yeah. In in a matter of 10 or 15 minutes, eight or nine people showed up. People in cars, people with folding chairs, a guy with a gun. Yeah. There was a guy with a gun there. That was weird. Uh, Yeah. Like that's not being hyperbolic. A dude showed up with like a, a pistol and a holster to catch Pokemon. It was very fucking weird. Anyway, I guess he, he was nervous about all the other yeah. Poke fanatics. Yeah, everybody kind of had like a shtick. Like one guy had a camelback, like a water water backpack. One mm-hmm. guy had a gun. One guy had a folding lawn chair. Yeah, it was. I didn't so, like it. Yes, yeah. it was like I a, felt like I felt like it was like about to be like a cautionary tale. <laughs> like oh, like, we were we were traversing <laughs> through the woods and we came across three men. One of them had a folding chair. One of them had a gun, and one of them had a camelback. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a modernized, strange American version of Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Someone got the gun. Anyway. Anyway, anyway yeah, totally yeah. just derailed the fuck out of I you. loved it. But yeah, so it, it's it's been insane. It's It's been insane seeing how many people are into this game, which really surprised me because it involves walking and it's America. Yeah. but uh, And also it, it, it's Texas in July. Yeah. And and so, for instance, uh, so I, I like I went to that. I went to a church yesterday that had like eight or nine different Pokestops on it. And then also two gyms. But yeah, just at one church. It was a large church. But uh, I wasn't there for the sermon. But anyway, um <laughs> I was there with the post. Not today, fam. Yeah. <laughs> but uh there were legitimately, I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic, there were legitimately forty plus people there, all in separate groups of like twos and threes. Yeah. That were all just there like hitting these Pokestops. And I'm and this isn't a church in the middle of fucking nowhere in Austin. And I was like, oh whoa. And then we left that place and swung by this little suburban area to hit a couple poke stops and there was a lure going at this like little doctor's office tucked out of the way in, in suburbia and I d- dipped in there and there were eight or nine or ten separate people all milling about again separately these aren't just like they didn't go there together just hitting this poke stop I'm like everyone is playing this game yeah it, it, it's wild yeah I love it and so yeah I checked I, I I saw today that I don't I don't remember the figure but Nintendo's stock has gone up like something like four billion dollars. Yeah, since this I think game it was came seven. Out. Yeah, yeah, something crazy like that. I think Billions you're getting yeah, yeah. The four billion was the UFC. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's but right. the Nintendo stock is like is like seven billion like percent or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's it's insane, and that's and that's awesome. And 
I love seeing it do this well. I hope that it continues doing this well. I mean, not, you know, of, of course, like with all fads, like nothing lasts forever. And I get that. But I hope that this isn't just like a flash in the pan. Yeah. I hope it's not just like, oh, like for like a month, Pokemon Go is like the hugest thing in the world. And then it's gone. That really all comes down to the company. Yeah. If they can, if they can come up with good gameplay and mm-hmm. more Pokemon to add to it to keep people interested, and yeah. that's all on them. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And we were, we were talking about that this morning. That I, I think so already. So as of right now, that it's only Gen One and Gen One Pokemon, which kind of bummed me out. But I, I would say that like step one, now that they've they've handled a lot of their like server issues, and I, I think that continuing to make the server and connectivity issues better is their priority, and it very obviously it seems that way. But yeah, I think that just like trickling in more Pokemon, like just start start putting in like Gen t- and shit. I would say don't you don't even have to do it in order. Just fucking just like just start throwing in right. smatterings of Pokemon. Well, and that's what I mentioned to you earlier today. It seems very very logical to me that they do a tie in when Sun and Moon come yeah. out, even if they skip five generations. Sure, yeah, it makes sense to include at least some of the new Pokemon. Sure, yeah, to tie in with the release. Yeah, I, I and, agree. You know, I having agree. having some experience with video games. Mm-hmm. coming out with content for other releases in the same IP. Sure. It, it, they almost have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, that it would be very like... bizarre if we get to like the end of the year and mm-hmm. like Pokemon Go releasing Gen 2 while fucking Gen 7 is coming out. Sure, yeah. You're it right. would be You're right. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, it makes it makes sense for them to, at least in the next like month, to at least put a few, probably, probably Gen 2, and and uh, start start putting some of the steels and some of the dark types Oof, in. Let me get a Pete's. Yeah, that's. I mean, because so Gen One was great, and of course it established a franchise, and it's it's the bedrock upon which Pokemon has has become a you know a, a worldwide phenomenon again. I mean, as a resurgence, but Gen One was also broken in it, its everything. Lim- <laughs> yeah, like and Pokemon has only gotten better because they recognized the flaws, right, and. No, no gen has been perfect, but Gen One is definitely the least perfect, and so that's why I'm like, guys, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they already they, they have included fairy type, and there are dark type moves and steel. The, all all yeah. of the all of the the types, yeah, are in the game, yeah, but just yeah. not like the specific Pokemon. Right, the infrastructure is there, but yeah. So I mean, so some of the, some of the some of the problems with Gen One have been addressed because right. because of that, like like dragons are addressed with with fairy type, and so. That's good, but at the same time, we also need those other Pokemon to also balance that. better balance things yeah. out. Absolutely. And more than anything, just the coolness of it. Because, right. I mean, shit, you and I have been playing for a few days now, but we, we've already gotten quite a few of the Pokemon. Right. And so it's like, what do you do once everyone has caught everything? So I think that their priority right now should be putting in trading and battling. Sure. And then their priority after that should be adding Gen 2. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that adding new Pokemon quite yet should be their priority, but they yeah. need to have they need to have at least trading in the game yeah. in like a month. Yeah, trading trading is such an important aspect of the Pokemon. Franchise. It really is the entire goddamn game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like it really is. Mm-hmm. Trading is so vitally important to Pokemon. Yeah, it, yeah, so, it, it it really is like the crux of it. Yeah, like Pokemon started with with the versions to force you into cooperation with yeah. your friends. Uh, and they have said, I'm not sure. Is it is it Niantic? Niantic? Yeah. Uh, e- either way, they 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 said that. However, they implement trading, it's going to play up the social aspects. That's awesome. you'll have to walk up and interact with somebody. That's awesome. It won't just be like, "Ooh, me and Garrett are friends online," and I right. just fucking you know wordlessly send Pokemon to right. him through the through the wires. It's yeah. in some way going to require you to walk up and introduce yourself to people in real That's life. That's awesome. Now there obviously will be a, a people can just still trade with their friends that they already sure. know, but. I feel like already this game has like brought me out of my shell a little bit. Yeah. Like I've already had conversations with random strangers at like poke stops and gyms. Yeah. Like multiple yeah, times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even just like walking up and saying hi to people, like we were walking yesterday at the church and just like, Hey, you know, as we, as we walk by and you know, everyone's having a blast and it is, it is very communal. I love that about the game. I, I would say in terms of trading, I, I would like them to address one point that like, isn't, nearly as big of a thing in the regular games in that so in normal in normal pokemon you can trade any pokemon for any pokemon and i would really like for them to kind of put a limit on that right and uh so you can't just be like oh i'm gonna trade like this 
like really, really, really incredible, super powerful Pokemon that you need, but you can just give me like a, a Diglett. Yeah, yeah. Because the issue with that is that, sure, you can do that in regular Pokemon. Sure, like absolutely. But see, the, the majority of people don't actually play Pokemon in any kind of actual real communal sense. Right. They just play the regular storyline. This game doesn't have that. So because as you level up, so for people, again, that are living under a rock and don't know, as you level up your your actual character, your account in Pokemon Go, how often you catch higher CP, which are like the level of Pokemon, go, like it goes up. And so, yeah, so the higher your level is, the more likely you are to encounter stronger Pokemon in the wild. So if you didn't put any kind of limit in that, your bro could just be like, level one just started the game and you could just be like, okay, here's this thousand CP Pokemon. Right. Now you can just like wreck gyms. And so I would actually like for them to, to put in like, you have to trade something that's similar in right. CP to it. It wouldn't necessarily have to be the same thing, but like, you know, like if you're the one you're getting is like 800. Okay. Well, it has to be at least 600, something like that. The, just to, just to limit that a little bit because there's already the limit. On I feel gym. like, I feel like they will. Yeah, because because right now there's a limit for gyms. One person can only put one Pokemon per gym, right? And so it wouldn't make sense because like so for you, like your your Pokemon are a little bit stronger than mine. So you could just give me your second most powerful Pokemon, and then we could take a gym. You slap your your number one. I could slap your number two, and so it just bypasses yeah. that. It's a they'll, loophole. They'll, they'll have to they'll have to come up with something. yeah yeah. So it's like for me. Trading absolutely is a must, but there has to be some sort of barrier there for for people to abuse that. Because at this point, at least the 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 gym battling is the kind of the core of the competitive nature of the game, right? And so, unless that changes drastically in further in further updates, it just if there's no limit, then it it is just unfair. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they see that, and I think they will. So. It's been fucking cool. Yeah, it's been cool. I've already walked, uh, I did the math earlier, 16 miles, I think. Damn. Uh, I got a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, I got a sunburn the first day. Honestly, the first day the game came out, I didn't say anything to anyone. Damn. I just downloaded the game and walked out and started finding Pokemon. That's crazy. Like, I wasn't even like, guys, are you ready? It's happening. I just, I saw that it was live. I downloaded it and I just started catching Pokemon immediately That's without awesome. even like talking to anyone. That's so fucking cool. And then it's become more social. We've gone on Pokemon walks and Pokemon drives and explored the city and yeah. met random strangers and joined Facebook groups and et cetera, et cetera. There's all kinds of like meetups being planned and like Pokemon parties and it's yeah, just pub crawls. It's so cool. Yeah, it, it is really cool. And, and I love that it's taken off so much because like we were saying earlier, like, I knew that people like me and you were going to be into it. Right. Of course. But just to see how many. Oh, people, it's, it's walks of life. Go. Yeah. Like I see, I've, I've seen like high school students. I've seen like middle schoolers, but then I've seen like people older than us. Yeah. yeah I, I, we saw some guy yesterday. Um, we were walking out in the parking lot here at the apartment. Uh, and some guy started talking to us and he was at least mid to late forties. Uh, and he was like, I bet I know what you guys are all doing with your phones out. I was just doing the same thing a minute ago. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. That's so I've cool. seen like businessmen and like punk kids and like randoms and just strangers. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome. Like kids with their parents walking around. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I saw some, uh, we were at that park yesterday and there was a mom and she had like a couple of kids with her and they had phones and everybody was just catching That's Pokemon so together. Cool. It's like 30 people in a park sitting by a pond under a tree, just all catching Vulpix yeah. together. That's so cool. Yeah. It really, it really is just like. It's like the first time I've ever been able to say it. It's, it's a game for anyone. Yeah. Like you you absolutely can have a blast with Pokemon Go and one, not know anything about Pokemon and two, not really know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You just start the app up and it's like, okay, okay, well, there's Pokemon here. It, yeah, it doesn't tell I, you shit. Yeah. Yes. It, it has somehow like less tutorial than fucking Mass Effect 1. Dude, it has less tutorial than <laughs> Pac-Man. It just happens to you. <laughs> I was like mentoring someone today. Like somebody was asking me all these questions about like, well, like how do I like yeah. do this and how should I throw them? And like, what does this mean? And yeah. how do I, et cetera. Yeah. They definitely need to spruce that up. At least explain like what the fuck, like Pokestops and lures do. Just, I mean, I figured it all out. I think people will be fine. Yeah, that's true. I know they will. Sure. I know that they will, but maybe that's part of the social part of it. Maybe, maybe so. You're su maybe they designed that specifically. So you might have to ask. That someone. makes more sense than they just missed it. True, true. We just decided to miss tutorials. Um, yeah, all the math but yeah, happens. one thing that's really cool. <laughs> one thing that's really cool about it is like it forces people, but not in an aggressive way, to be social and to get outside and like walk around. Yeah, 
which is might be the first big video game to ever do it. Yeah. Of course, there have been video games that did that before, but nothing that ever like, nothing on this on. scale. And it doesn't feel like again, I use the word aggressive. It doesn't feel like that's what's happening. Right. Like when I'm out walking around meeting new people, I don't feel like I'm trying to be social or get exercise. Right. It's just happening. It's to a me byproduct of, of going and catching, catching Pokemon, catching them all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is that that's that's exactly the way the way that I feel about it. It's yeah, like, it's uh, it's free to play uh, on the app store. It's on iOS and Android. I highly recommend checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever for one time liked Pokemon, you might be our age. You might be younger than us. You might be older than us. If you ever were interested in Pokemon, if you were ever interested in a cool augmented reality game that'll get you out of the house and meet a ton of shit ton of people like hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. Download Pokemon Go. It's free. Just yeah. try it. Do it. So we wanted to talk about a couple of movie things real quick. We're going to zip through them because uh, we jabbered out about Pokemon Go for about 750 decades, almost as long as we've been doing this podcast. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about something, and we have this recurring theme where we tend to like go back and talk about things we've talked about before when new information comes out. It's true. So I want to talk about the Universal Monsters shared universe again that I talked about. Was that last or episode before last? Episode before last. Um, so... Uh, we kind of talked about last time how they're they're doing the mummy with Sofia Batella and Tom Cruise and you know um, Russell Crowe is going to be in it and they have Johnny Depp's and Johnny Depp is in talks and Angelina Jolie is in talks etc. Well, today it just came out that they have Javier Bardem in talks to play Frankenstein's monster from No Country for Old Men, <laughs> and that is so cool. That's this like universe, a perfect cast. This universe keeps getting cool. Yeah, and he's like an award winning like fantastic actor so is everyone else in that yeah, list yeah. but it's it's cool to see frankenstein done with that sort of treatment right well, well that's the thing is it was that way in the the original back in the day the original universal universal monsters were all played by like oh yeah yeah, like, Bella like, like, yeah and christopher lee and shit yeah you yeah know what I mean? they were played by like a hugely incredible well-known respected actors back in the day and then it kind of became campy. Right. And now they're kind of going back to that. That's and awesome. That, yeah. And it's really cool. But yeah, he's a, uh, most of this is just people in talks, right? None of mm-hmm. it's been confirmed except for Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but Sophia Botella, who's playing the mummy, is the girl with the sword legs right, right. from Kingsman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, making she's sure. She's dope. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see that she's like blown up now. But the only other thing I wanted to mention about it is in the article that I read, they did a bit at the end. Uh, and it was so funny. They said, uh, the invisible man starring Johnny Depp in the role he was born to play as a floating collection of accessories. <laughs> I love it. That's such a good bit. Yeah, that's, that's well, a solid just coming for Johnny Depp and getting him. That is, that is <laughs> such a good bit. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's man. I, I really hope that this is done really well. I hope they pull it all the way off. Well, and, and just seeing like who they're casting, it just, I, I feel like it has to work. Yeah. It's just all these phenomenal actors. Oh man, this is going to be cool. It's going to be cool. I'm ready for it. Like I said, I loved the original League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I read the, the comic as well, the, the graphic novel, but I, I feel like this is going to work and I think it's going to be really, really cool. So just for a couple seconds, because there's not much to talk about about this, but the Pete's Dragon remake, which will be coming out later this year, right? Yeah. It, this looks awesome, and I, I can't wait. And I really liked the original. But it, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. I love what they've done with the dragon and going the CG route, and just it looks really, really, really neat. But there was a little te- teaser trailer that was released today, and it has Robert Redford acting in it. And I loved it, and it, it didn't show the dragon or anything, but it showed something that I was taking as possibly Robert Redford's character was the kid from the original potentially i mean it didn't didn't state that but it did say that the dragon watches over little kids and that the kid in this movie has been in the woods like six years and he right. was protected by this dragon then it showed that robert redford's character has also seen the dragon when he was a kid yeah it kind of made it seem like he'd kind of convinced himself he'd made the whole thing up right maybe. right it's it's a little tropey but it didn't feel like delivered poorly in this little clip. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited and it looks great. Like I, you know, first hearing that they were going to redo this and, and mm-hmm. do the dragon and CG, I was a little nervous, but the CG and the design of the dragon looks really, 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 really cool. Yeah. And then also um, it's cool that they're, they're modernizing it. Yeah. So it's actually going to be current day. Whereas I, I thought they were going to throw it a little bit back right, in time right. a little bit, but now they're, they're going with current day, which I, which I think is a good idea. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. 
and apparently this one's sort of going to be more of like an action adventure, whereas the original mm-hmm. was kind of like goofball. Right, right. But yeah, Carl Carl Urban is playing like the villain in the movie. Oh, so really? That's exciting. I really, really like Carl Urban a yeah. lot. He's great. I like it. Yeah. So we don't have much to talk about about that one. There's not too many details, and that teaser trailer today was like has almost nothing in it, but it was really cool. Yeah, it's more like a it's more like a secret clip. It's not <laughs> even really a teaser or a trailer. It's literally like a short scene from the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really good. It's something that I'll probably want to try and see in theaters, honestly. Yeah. If for nothing else, just the nostalgia factor. Sure, yeah. You know, same reason that I saw Ninja Turtles 2 in theaters. Oh, and Ninja Turtles 1. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Don't have any more to talk about. Terminal that, Transmissions. So. Yeah. Done. Episode 12. 12. Yeah. Well, it's almost time to retire. Yep. See y'all next time. Click. <laughs> Complete. Program terminated.